It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hello, it's Monday the 29th of January. I'm Miranda Sawyer and I hope that Molly's revenge is served very cold and very public. Welcome back to Paper Cuts, the modern newspaper review, where we put all the papers in a nice straight line, check their uniforms are on the right way round and send them out on manoeuvres. Surprise! The Telegraph moans about having to work with the wrong sort of people. The mail flounces because even the army's gone woke. The Guardian has an attack of the vapours. And the Star are the ones doing all the work and telling all the jokes. We're out every weekday, Monday to Friday, so why not subscribe and you'll never miss an episode. Now, here are the headlines for today's show. Boris goes to war. Ex-Prime Minister says he'll sign up as a conscript. Nation scoffs. No smiles for love rat Kyle. Footballer says sorry to his wife via the front page of The Sun. And think like a man. Telegraph woman learns how to de-stress by acting like a selfish bloke. Yes, it's Men's Bullshit Day on Paper Cuts, where we read the papers so you don't have to. Thanks for joining us on Paper Cuts, where our language gets looser as our deadlines get tighter. I'm Miranda Sawyer, and joining me this morning is sketch writer for The Critic and terrific test match trumpeter... Robert Hutton. Hi, Rob. Hello. <laughs> and back for more news-based japery, just before starting his comedy tour around Britain, it's Northern News podcastrian Ian Smith. Hi, Ian. Hello. So what have we got on the front pages today, Robert, have you got? Got great pictures of young Tom Hartley. Ah, uh, yes. Who took seven wickets. Sorry, big, big, big moment for those of us who are parents of spin bowlers. Um, <laughs> as, uh, uh, England do very well in. We did well in the cricket. I know. I saw it. I actually know we, about this. We cricketed good. Yeah, we cricketed um, good. We, we were cricketing ga- badly, and then we cricketed good, and it's all great. Yeah, we won um, the first test in India. Yeah, when they sh- when we really shouldn't have done. Um, more seriously, so the Times leads on drone strike on U.S. base raises fears of Iran war. Um, the I has an interesting story about um, Labour's private school tax, which there's this sort of rolling war against Labour's private school tax, mm. where you always sort of feel that people should declare their interests. Mm. Um, and now it's uh, Labour's private school tax set to squeeze deprived children at some grammar schools. Uh, the Guardian, um, fears of US-Iran conflict intensify. And Angela Rayner talking about the problems of council finances. And the Telegraph, it's a war again. Iran to blame for deaths of US troops, says Biden. And a lovely picture of Sarah Jessica Parker. Or, well, yeah, in a flowery frock. In a flowery frock. Oh, God, was she involved? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. yeah very vicious. Yeah. <laughs> what have you got, um, So, the sun is very much dominated by Kyle. I'm so sorry. 
And the only other thing that they have on their front page is 50 holes worth £100,000 to be won. That's nice. Um, so I think that's shot for holidays. Yeah. Um, the Daily Mail is going with strike hell on trains as chiefs cash in. It's hell on the trains at the minute. But don't worry, how to sleep more soundly and reduce your dementia risk is also involved. So it's the two sides of the coin there. Um, the Mirror saying lives wrecked by Tories town hall cash squeeze. Vulnerable hit by cuts as 40 councils struggle on the brink of bankruptcy. And another serious news, Holly slips on ice. <gasps> so I think something has happened with... Oh, Holly Willoughby as I think swore on TV. Oh, oh, um, she said a, she said a rude. Yeah, which I love. I love when someone says a says a rude when they shouldn't say a rude. Yeah, me too. Especially if it's someone that you don't think is going to say a rude. Yeah, yeah. And the Daily Star, despite everything else that's going on in the world, they've just gone with balmy. And the the summary is: last week was cold. This week is warm. <laughs> I, I like mean, the picture. There's a lovely <laughs> picture yeah. of a, of yeah, a yeah. quite Last chubby week, fella in like holding a, a rubber ring, yeah. looking happy about the sun. Well, I think they were worried that maybe people wouldn't know what cold is or warm is. So they've got a man who is cold, who's got a snowman on his shoulder, which is not how anything ever works. <laughs> Don't build a snowman on your own shoulder. And the other one has a seagull on his shoulder, <laughs> which is what happens in the summer when you um, have chips. You get a, Pet seagull, yeah. If, yeah. if you're holding chips, I mean, you get a seagull. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the weather has changed. Okay. Yeah, weather has changed. Look, just for you, Rob, we can look at the cricket. You can summarise it very quickly. I know it's the first test in India and England won when they really shouldn't oh, have you, done. But I can do this basically in two conversations in the car, driving my, my cricket mad <laughs> son to things. On Saturday morning, he said, don't look at the cricket score, Dad. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's not good. And uh, on Sunday morning, he said, Dad, we won. <laughs> and that's it. That's, uh, Huge Ollie turnaround. Poe, Tom Hartley, all here. Lovely, lovely, lovely bunch of lads. Yeah, lovely <laughs> bunch of lads. Everyone's very happy. I'm going to give the stats because I'm like that, OK? England were 190 runs down after the first innings. Ollie Pope scored 196 in the second innings. And Tom Hartley, who is, quote, a rookie spinner, oh. took seven wickets for 62. Now you're up to speed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excited? Yes, I I don't really know what rookie spinner means, <laughs> um, but I imagine he's new to he's, he's new, new he's to new he's, yeah. he's, well he's not new to spinning but he's new 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 to the England squad oh, okay. but, and it, it's it's all the fast bowlers get all the glory yeah it's basically the thing and at every level the fast bowlers get the glory but th those of us who have spinners in the family feel a little surge of pride when we see a spinner take seven wickets we say, very excited and yeah I'm not sure if I have any spinners in the family <laughs> <laughs> but I can ask. Now, on Saturday, the front page of the Mail carried an enticing banner headline for a column inside. I'd sign up to fight for king and country, it said, followed by the amazingly irritating yes, sir. Well, which of the Mail's extremely well-paid bang-it-out-will-this-do columnists could have written this, we wonder? Rob, who was it? It wasn't Jan Moyer. No, it um, wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't Andrew Pearce. It was Boris Johnson. Oh, hooray. Sometime Prime Minister, mm. um, notorious shagger. And uh, now apparently he was in the combined cadet force at Eton and... Uh, and <laughs> Sorry, that God, just makes me laugh. No, I mean, I'll, I'll explain all of this. <laughs> he was in the combined cadet force at Eton and because of that, he thinks that today's young people don't have the guts and the wherewithal 
like what he did mm. back in the 80s. And if the nation calls, Boris is willing to go and fight. I, I can't, I did she, I, 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 I can hear the words coming out of my mouth. Yeah. It's but I, none of them really make sense. It's awful. I mean, the opening line of this piece is, yes, sir. Lance Corporal Johnson reporting for duty, sir. As if he thinks he would ever mm. be a Lance Corporal. Exactly. <laughs> and it's also like it's that kind of callback to Dad's army. It's like he's playing yeah, Clive yeah. Dunn. Do you know what I mean? Here I am, sir. Here's my salute. And he basically says that um, because the head of the army wants more people to join, Boris got all excited. He says, does he mean me? I asked myself, could no. I do it? <laughs> no. no, he doesn't. He really doesn't. He doesn't. He do- he doesn't mean overweight men in their late 50s. No, no. he doesn't. No, He doesn't. But, he um... really doesn't. And apparently when he was in the cadets, he failed some test called the Empire Test. This is so eaten, isn't it? The Empire Test, mm. which involved cleaning and loading and firing a gun and quote, I caused my platoon to spend a very wet and cold night in the open on Salisbury Plain guarding what turned out to be the wrong pylon. We can just extrapolate from that, can't we, to the rest of his career. Um, If only there had been some clues. There's so much there as well. If if you fail cleaning, loading and firing a gun, Mm. that feels like a basic element (laughs) of of the army. Cleaning I'm not even bothered about, but loading and firing feels like a crucial part of... um, of armying, yeah. yeah, yeah, and he couldn't, he couldn't do it. Mm. But he, what he's doing is selling it as like two, you know, two of the years of the greatest of his life. He loved it. He loved being shouted at. He loved marching up and down Salisbury Plain. It made him the man he was. Why, why aren't we all doing it? I there, there. So, right, there's a, there's sentences that make no sense, right? Mm. That, I believe that war is always a disaster, always a tragedy, and it is perhaps the prime job of statesmanship to avert it. I am proud that during my tenure as PM, there was not a single member of the UK Armed Services who lost his or her life on active service. I mean, it's like, that's not strictly your achievement. No. If you see what I mean. I, You know, it's, it's sort of... And, and your also predecessors kind of... inherited wars. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And... Also, there's quite a lot of members of the public who lost their lives in a pandemic. Yes, It's not exactly. like he's going, no one died. No one died on my watch in... We're in no wars, so why should anyone in the armed services die? But there there was lots of people die just going about their lives because of like a kind of mismanaged lockdown and terrible PPE and all all this kind of stuff. So, but he's so good at swerving stuff like that. Yeah, and just being like, no one, no one died on my watch, and you would think most people reading it would go, "What about that? The pandemic." This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now, on the front page of The Sun, there's a good old-fashioned tabloid exclusive, an interview with the Man City and England football hero Kyle Walker. But the story is not about his prowess on the football field. As regular listeners will know, Kyle has been playing away and his marriage has ended because of it. The headline is, Kyle, 
I'm so sorry. Full story, pages two, three, four, and five. So, wow. Ian. Two, three, four, and five. <laughs> Wait, can we just talk about page one for a second? <laughs> so, Ian, who is he apologising to and why? Well, it's quite a lot of pages, so I think he's probably apologising to quite a lot of people. Um, <laughs> so the first person he's apologising to is his soulmate, mm. his wife and soulmate. Um you might be forgiven for thinking he's got a strange way of expressing his soul attachment to, to this woman. But basically, so he has three children with Annie, I think the surname is Kilner. Yeah, but they're married now, so we can call her Annie Walker. Oh, Annie Walker. Mm. Um, soon to be Kilner again, I imagine. <laughs> and the, the thing I find mad is that it was initially said that while on a break, he had a relationship with another woman mm. and... Um, fathered a child yeah i don't think i've ever really been on a break with someone but i think if you're on a break and you're like let's give this a break for six months the idea is that you then come back yeah and it's probably quite hard to come back and be like oh i've got like a kid now <laughs> like, yeah. that's not a break then maybe yeah. in a break you have like other relationships but i think the rule is try not to have kids, kids. with, with yeah. anyone he's incredibly unfortunate because as far as i can tell he's basically only slept with lauren goodman twice and both the times, times. Yeah. 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 i mean that's just what are the odds yeah yeah I'm surprised yeah. um, the two um, sex workers he got sent to his home during the COVID-19 that pandemic. That was also when they were on a break. Yeah, and yeah. They're, they're probably pregnant as well. No, 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 no. they're not. They're definitely oh. not because in the sun it said what which um, which condoms they used. Would you like? <laughs> oh, to... okay. Okay, I can. <laughs> they were <laughs> they were golden, and they were gold-coloured shine condoms. Gold shine condoms. Yes, they so were. I'm just going to make a note of yeah. that. Footballers, are, and like, I'm always aware of how bad this sounds because I, I have like a, a working class chip on my shoulder. But some footballers, you just think like, you shouldn't be given that amount of money because they spend <laughs> it on stupid stuff. Like someone who's won the lottery and is like, oh, what, what do I want? Gold condoms. <laughs> That's the first thing I want. Gold but if condoms. only he used them, he only used them with the escorts. Yeah. If he used them with Lauren, he might have been in less yeah. trouble, really. So, yeah, so Lauren Goodman, so try to look up who she is. Mm. And I know she's not the villain of the piece, no. but I would say she is villainous. Like, <laughs> you're never completely innocent if you're like, oh, so you're in a relationship at, at the minute. Um, it's not like she hasn't had two children with, with yeah. someone. But yeah, they basically have been sort of teasing the identity yeah. of um, their children like you would uh, like a forthcoming album if you're like a band, like when the Rolling Stones might play yeah. a little clip or they show a snippet of the album artwork. She's doing that with two living children yeah. by sort of blurring their face with sort of football iconography. Yeah, she um, did do that. So this was all... So what happened was before she... She, Lauren Goodman, to a certain extent, I have like a respect for because mm. I'm like, okay, she's in this difficult situation with Kyle Walker where basically he's fathered two kids with her and she is feeling like, okay, you could acknowledge me, you should acknowledge the kids. So I think there was a kind of double life going on, but she, mm. he just wouldn't acknowledge it. And so she teased in the tabloids, you know, she kept dressing in Man City Blue. She said that her second child, she the first child was acknowledged to be Kyle's. The second child she put was the initials KW, which is not a G for, good, for Goodman, is it? Mm. And the first kid's called Cairo. So she was kind of dropping lots of hints. The tabloids picked up on this and she did tell Annie. She told Annie on Boxing Day when Kyle Walker was literally 
literally playing an away match with Man City. They FaceTimed yeah. and she showed her the DNA test. Nice of her to wait till Boxing Day as well. You don't want to ruin Christmas. Well, yeah, and exactly. <laughs> Straight there, 1am Boxing Day. <laughs> She's there holding up the in. DNA thing. So they, I mean, you know, to like it's a disaster. In terms of personal mm. life, this is an absolute disaster. What I'm interested in though, Rob, you can talk us through this, is if you look at the sun, these situations, right? This is him trying to salvage his reputation, yeah. isn't it? Right. How does that work with a tabloid? So, right, there's a lot going on. Yeah. The first thing you see is this is this is as it were a posed photo. Mm. And indeed the the it's a classic headline. X, I'm so sorry. Yeah. This is I have given the interview. Now is this his arm has been twisted because the son have got something else and they've gone to his publicist and they're saying, uh, do you want to get out in front of this, mm. maybe? Or is this his publicist has sort of has said, look, we need to get out in front of this because um, this is all a disaster. Why don't you... It's not, exactly, it's not exactly that he's giving his side of the story in the sense that, although yeah. there are, and I'm sure we'll come to them, yeah. some fascinating details. There are some great details. <laughs> what you're seeing here is is some sort of reputation management. Oh, yeah. break silence. He breaks his silence. Yeah. And then you go on to the inside, you know, sort of, um, again, more post photos. This is a sort of posing with the person who's interviewing him on both pages. So. And with his, ha- with his hand up to his head as though he's, yeah. like, really yeah. upset. Just to really get to, across. He's I've, having a migraine I've over I've made it, a mistake. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Kyle is not being paid for this interview, but a donation will be made to a charity of his choice. Yeah, and then what I really like, just as a sort of as a connoisseur of these things, is on page five, you've got these two little breakout stories. Of one is, I might have moved to another club. Mm. Just keep that in mind, lads. I might have moved to another club, mm-hmm. and then underneath. So grateful to Pep and Southgate. Yeah. Keep the managers on side. Yeah, it's it's, 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 yeah. it's proper reputation management. He has a particular PR, which actually, weirdly, his wife has, and her name is Rachel Monk. She also worked with Colleen Rooney. You know, she knows what she's doing, and she works for an organisation now called Outside Organisation. This is a massive PR organisation. Mm. It started up in the 90s. It used to do the Spice Girls and David Bowie. So they've got a big weight behind them, so they can manage his reputation. Although I have to say, in that story, there was a detail that did kind of cheer me up. It was a really boring story, but there's one detail that's really good, isn't there? Mm. Do you want? Shall we talk it through? Are we thinking of the groin strain? Yeah. So basically, he'd ruptured his groin, which sounds very, very... Yeah. I mean, I'm not bloody surprised. Yeah, he ruptured his groin and then he went down to have some kind of surgery or some kind of checkup on it mm. in London. And while he was down there... He slept with Lauren Goodman and she got pregnant. Yeah. Right. And this is his quote. It wasn't intentional or premeditated, but I slept with her. A lot was going on. It's not an excuse. I'd ruptured my groin. And you all just, everyone just thinks, of course you had. Like, but to yes. be fair, my physio has given me some pretty odd exercises for my ankle. So, you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, um, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Maybe she was yeah. prescribed. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> But yeah, it does seem to sort of, he's almost going, you know, you created this monster. I'm just a, an innocent footballer yeah. with a groin injury. <laughs> yeah. Sad, because all I want to do is represent my country. And yeah. um, the only way I could console myself is by, during a break, fathering a second child. <laughs> Now, here at Papercuts, we love great headlines, which is why every week we bring you a not-so-great one so that you can make it a great one and set everything right with the world. So on Friday, we gave you a story from The Star about how rich people give less to charity than poor people. 
I mean, I'm not surprised, I have to say. But anyway, the headline, Tight Fat Cats, which was okay, we suppose. But we knew that you, the Paper Cuts listeners, could do better, and you did. On X, Max Harvey gave us Meanionaires, quite mm-hmm. good. Nothing mm-hmm. Happens tried Cost of Giving Crisis. Mm-hmm. John Penny had Snooty Hoard Their Booty. <laughs> <laughs> and Richard Smith, another rhyming one, Charity Disparity. On threads, Paul O'Neill suggested tight as a duke's ass, and Buculica B gave us Midas Titus. But the winner is Donald Who Are You with the neat but sweet to the miser born. <laughs> well done, Donald, whoever you are. Just send us your address and T-shirt size and soon you'll be out fashing the fash pack with your very own Paper Cuts T-shirt. What about today? Rob, have you got any good headlines for us? Well, uh, let's go first to the mail. Um, mm. More shagging footballers. It's David Beckham, who has been, we're told, spotted filming an advert for Stella Artois as he becomes the beer brand's new ambassador. The headline is, shouldn't that lager be Beck's? Hey, yeah, yeah. Bex of Mr. Trick. Okay, let me let me try you with this one from the Sun. Mm. TV judge Amanda Holton put the wind up Britain's Got Talent co-stars by burping out a song. <laughs> okay, well wow. done, Amanda. She let rip after watching wannabe Kimberly Winter belch an Abba hit in live auditions for the ITV show, and the headline is, "I've been holding that in for a while." Yep. very good. <laughs> Ian, what do you have? You've got the star, right? Uh, yes. Also, I thought in my head, this isn't really a headline, but I think middle-class people are more likely to call their children charity than give to charity. <laughs> so true. Um, <laughs> um, and just can I quickly start with Daily Star? I didn't realise they have a thought for the day on the yeah, top of the newspaper, and it's, what next? Rain, snow, wind, drought, or all of the above? That's their thought. That's their thought of the day. One of them. Yeah, I would say it's difficult to have rain and drought (laughs) as all of the the above. Um, But fair enough. And then we have peanut butter in the evening helps you sleep like a log. Mm. And they've gone with bedspread. Oh, Oh, that's quite nice. That's a classic. That's um, neat. That's good. Yeah. Um, And then the last one is, this is quite a northern one. So um, northerners are enjoying a roaring 20s with levels of spending at bars and restaurants soaring um, above the south. So they've gone with... <laughs> You're not happy, are you? Out. They've gone with E-bar gum. E-bar gum. E-bar gum. But it's bar, B-A-R. Oh, OK. Yeah. I think I read that E-E is in, like, the phone network. <laughs> yeah. um, E-bar gum... Yeah. It's more of a Yorkshire thing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does feel quite offensive to... <laughs> yeah, to northerners. Yeah. Let's face it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're spending more in the pub. Yeah, because it's cheaper up north. Now, it's time to set aside the hard news for the soft delights of the features section, where today almost every paper seems to have gone all out on the differences between men and women. In The Telegraph, there's a piece by Liz Hoggard where she investigates whether, if she acted more like a man, she would be less stressed. So, Rob, what is she going on about here? (laughs) Well, I mean, the the question, Randa, is why can't a woman be more like a man? (laughs) And it's so honest, so thoroughly square. (laughs) So 
Basically, the argument is that, uh, that, that men can ignore their problems and get on with things is yeah. the short version. Yeah, so the, the women spend too long worrying about things like, did they send a thank you note? Have, yeah. so, has, has somebody or other got a birthday card? You know, if, if somebody's texted them, have they responded? That kind of thing. And men just go, you know what? I'm going to do this now. Yep. I'm going to ignore all that stuff. And then I'm going to do something else. That's yes. the argument, that, right? That, mm. Yes. You know, that's, that's, that's why we're so good at fighting wars and all of that kind of thing. Apparently I so. Think. Apparently. This I mean, is what Boris, Boris says. says. Mm. Yes. Um, men are good at focusing on the case in hand. Um, remove the emotion. Uh, focus on the outcome. Let things fall apart. <laughs> I mean, I do think there is an element of where, like, which I don't subscribe to, where it, like, there is an idea that women are the ones that should be doing all the, the, the stuff around kids, birthdays, family, all that stuff does tend to, in heterosexual relationships, does tend to fall on the women and that can be incredibly tedious. You just have to go, no, I don't want to do that, actually. Mm. You can go and buy that present or you can go and do this or you can do that. I, I mean, no, that is absolutely true. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very true. It is very true, really. I mean, there is an, it's quite an, it's, it's an old school newspaper approach, isn't it, to divide men and women. Men, mm. men do this, women do that and such is life, really. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I'm probably the most stressed out person I know. Um, <laughs> My dentist told me that I'm too stressed because I, I grind my teeth. So I have to wear a mouth guard. And a good example of my stress. So I recently bought some toothpaste on eBay for £60. Why? I lost my fucking mind here. So, <laughs> oh, my um, God. I'm very conscious of like... What did you do? win the lottery or something? What is so there's this toothpaste <laughs> by a company called Vivardis. And it's a toothpaste set that it, like the RIP is £170. And it's supposed to be like enamel enriching. And I'm very conscious of like, I've got to protect my fucking teeth. <laughs> so um, I saw this stuff and I was like, for £80 on eBay, I made an offer of £60 just thinking... That's, that's a bargain. But it, it was immediately accepted. And then I immediately got a notification saying it's been dispatched. So I then immediately was like, oh, this is a con. Yeah. 100%. Unless they were stood next to the, like a post box, ready to go. It hasn't been dispatched. So I spent two days in a mood, stressed out. I mean, like, I've conned out my money. i got to get eBay, get it back. And that takes ages. Oh, I'm a fucking idiot. It's because I grind my teeth and now I'm pathetically searching for miracle products. What a fucking pathetic idiot. Um, two days later, it arrived in the post. I thought, absolute bargain. <laughs> so I went from two days of berating myself, chastising myself for this pathetic purchase. And then it came as like, that's, um, that's a £110 discount. I got and that. how's your, that is almost the equivalent of girl maths, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, I still, <laughs> I still, still grind my teeth, but I do think it's a good quality toothpaste and I would recommend it if you've got the capital to um, £60. to spend on that. Okay. In the mail, there's a and there's another piece about kind. It's kind of about men and women. It's about how couples argue. Mm. So this is from Julie and John Gottman. They are very well known. I have to say, the slight. I find them a little bit creepy. Marriage counsellors. They're from. They yeah. live in California. They're older, and they're the kind of people who constantly say, you know, you need. You need seven phrases of affirmation a day in order to keep a relationship going. People you find yourself on a table with at a wedding who ask you about your sex life. Yeah, they're a bit like that. Yeah, they're not great. Anyway, they've got, I have to say, this is quite an interesting article about arguments within a relationship. And they say essentially the first three minutes of an argument can predict the status of a relationship like years later. So how you argue means whether the relationship will last. And every couple has a set of issues over which they will inevitably argue. My main problem with this piece is they're going, 
not going that you shouldn't argue, but that you have to argue in the right way. I think kind of rolling arguments are what keep a relationship going. Mm. <laughs> that might just be me. You know, long-term things that you disagree about. Well, I guess you'd have to put that to them and then yeah. they would come back to you with this five-step <laughs> yes, approach to where I'm to going your, wrong. <laughs> apparently they got this information from more than 300 couples have passed through. 130 couples even living for a while in an Airbnb-style flat rigged up with cameras where they would analyse like their... I know what they responses. were arguing about. Yeah. Why are we in an Airbnb-style uh, flat rigged yeah, up with cameras? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why wouldn't we go we're to a hotel? We're at all times. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I don't trust Julian John Gottman, if, if you're listening. <laughs> I think you're creepy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's certain things that are understandable. So one mm. of the things that they say, right, so say, imagine that you've gone out, right, you've got a bit drunk, your phone went down, and you didn't phone up your partner to say, really sorry, I'm going to be late, right? Right, pretty minor. And then you arrive home. If the other if the other person immediately, as soon as you open the key in the door, go, where have you been? Where the hell have you been? Mm. Obviously, that's going to kick off. So what they recommend is to the partner, don't do that. Like, if they're oh. going to come in, like, that's literally it. <laughs> just don't do that. If they come right. in late and they're a bit drunk and they forgot to text you, just don't shout at them. Yeah, you just, Seems what you're going to do is hold all that resentment yeah, in. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so that they go to sleep, they've had a bit to drink, they yeah. go to sleep, and you just lie awake next to them. Yeah, fuming. Yeah, yeah. curled up. So Bring it up a week you later. You just yeah. say, I was worried about you. Could you not have got a mate to text me or something like that? Yeah, yeah. You know, you could yeah. do it like that. They do say you can go to bed without solving a conflict, which I quite like. But mm. they also, one of the things over here is called the shallows, which is basically that my argument which is like, not argument argument which is like I like these arguments I think they are the basis of the relationship which is <laughs> long term little bickery things you know things that you just think why are we why are you still going on about this <laughs> I think that's the relationship no am I yes wrong? I mean you know why I don't know why we have a dog I've never I never agreed to have a dog I, I, I don't know yeah. had a series of dogs in the house I sort of I think I probably I did agree to have a dog at some point but, yeah you know. but there's something it's just nagging away yeah. at you. you see cats. that's your relationship I, wanted a cat. <laughs> I always wanted a cat but, um... and that's the end of today's paper cuts thanks to Rob Thank you. Thanks to Ian. Thank you. And if you want to keep your press party going, then why not join the Papercut Supporters Club? Just £3 a month gets you ad-free episodes and longer ones with extra stories, plus the chance to get your mitts on some fab Papercuts merchandise, such as a T-shirt or a mug. And Papercuts special supporters get a special shout-out, because of course they do. Who do we have today? Rob. It's bonjour and merci beaucoup to Miro Kaman. And it's e by gum, ayo banta to D Parker Bates. <laughs> and it's hiya and God thanks so, so much to Jonathan Lowe's. I've been Miranda Sawyer and you've been listening to Paper Cuts on a day when a two-year-old boy scaled Mount Everest. Not really, it was on his dad's back, the lazy git. Anyway, well done all. Peek a boo. See the joke? See you tomorrow. <laughs> Paper Cuts is written and presented by Miranda Sawyer with Rob Hutton and Ian Smith. Audio production and music are from Simon Williams. Production from Liam Tate and assistant production by me, Adam Wright. Design by James Parrott and socials by Jess Harpin, Kieran Leslie and Mike Bolland. The managing editor is Jacob Jarvis. The group editor is Andrew Harrison. And the executive producer is Martin Boitosh. Paper Cuts is a Podmasters production.